What's good? Welcome back to the Pop Off Podcast, a conversation show about Thanksgiving, things that we're thankful for. And this isn't just the Pop Off Podcast. This is a crossover. What we've all been waiting for with rent money. Now, we might be down one rent money host, but we have the better one of the two. So that's what really matters here. We have Adam Caps and Nick Bordenero. Bordy, as always, we're back. We're talking NFL. We're talking Thanksgiving. Caps, your first time on our show talking about the NFL. You're a college football and a gambling expert. You are a certified sharp, my boy. But now you're talking NFL. Are you comfortable in this zone? Do you feel good in the Bordy space? This is actually my predominant space fun fact uh threw a chalk mm. for this one just because i was so so comfortable stepping into this role stepping into this room i was looking back uh just through some of my bet history for those of you that follow along with rent money then you know that i track everything that i throw um mm. it, i i really do view this as a side hustle in the sense of you know this is this is living wage you know this is a, a way for us to actually track roi and things of that nature so uh, all time in the NFL since I've started tracking my bets, I am 148, 111, and 9, which would put me up 74.17 units. This season, uh, we're, we're trending in the upward direction yet again. Right now, I'm 36, oh. 36 24, and 4. We, we don't um, do records over here, Chisholm. <laughs> I'm fucking Brother. 220 and 0 this year. And Viv, <laughs> Viv's 169 and 2. That's and that's why I'm taking the backseat here, Bordy. I'm I'm just here to to hype up. I'm here to uh, to shit on a few things here or there wherever I get well, the opportunity. Uh, and I'm excited to just kind of you know just open the cheeks and let it fly. Well, mm-hmm. it is Thanksgiving, and we're glad to have you. Mm-hmm. We are we're a big very happy thankful family to have in here. Damn straight, damn this- straight, and caps. That's a, that's a real record right there, too. You have Goodell by the goddamn balls. You got the books by the balls. So we respect that, Bordy. We're not yawning at him anymore. Okay, we don't yawn on pods. But we are pumped to talk about this slate this weekend. But before we do, let's just dish out some people, some players, and some things that we're really thankful for. You know, I, Bordy prompted us with this earlier, and he said football players. And that makes sense. This is a football podcast. So I'll start off with a football player, but I'm going to get into some ratchets too because that's what I do. I'm very thankful for the ratchets out there. But the first person that I'm sincerely thankful for is Calvin Megatron Johnson, my favorite wide receiver of all time. Um, I know we probably should have done current players, but every time I think of Thanksgiving, I think of him just because the Lions have been a staple for so long. And those teams were just such fun fat dick for like the longest time and there was always number 81 to look at when he was out there had him from fantasy three years in a row and it was just every Sunday you looked forward to watching the Lions get their ass beat and him going for 30 fantasy points just dominating people dominating double teams didn't matter what defensive coordinators did against him he was always best receiver on the field and the one thing that makes me sad when I think about him is he retired after like eight or nine years it's the Barry Sanders effect in Detroit where He's at the peak of his powers, and he just walks away from the game, which is so odd to me because a lot of these receivers play 12 to 13 years, and I think he had four to five years left in him for sure. Um, But that's my first guy that I'm thankful for. Which one of you wants to go nest with somebody? Who's going to set the table? Who's going to bring the stuffing out to compliment my (laughs) Megatron turkey? I got a little little cranberry sauce for you, and he goes by the name Mm. Deron Bland. And he's playing playing DB for my Dallas Cowboys. Stepped into the uh, Trayvon Diggs role when he went down with a torn ACL. And uh, he's tied for the NFL record in pick sixes. And it's week 10 or 11. 
whatever it is. It's been a, it's been a long few weeks, but uh, yeah, he's the man. I got a few features on him for defensive player of the year. I think if he picks up maybe one or two more pick sixes, he can definitely sneak his way into that conversation. So I'm thankful for Baby Diggs, Deron Bland, and the rest of my shitty Cowboys. Four pick sixes on the year, as many touchdowns as Travis Kelsey, the tight end. Actually, I think he's more, five now. He has, uh, more, he has more touchdowns than the entire Jets receiving core combined. <laughs> Suck a dick, Legrone. That's a great stat. I love that. I didn't know that. So sad. Like, imagine if fuck that's Lazar. your team. Somebody Damn, lays that on you. Come. You're just like, fuck. Maybe fuck more than man. the Bears receivers combined. Then I guess maybe DJ Moore has five. I'm not sure. Caps, who are you he thinking like for? Four this one game. Dog? I'm gonna I'm gonna give mine first and foremost. Shout out to the number the number three. Uh, it's just it's a great number. Uh, you see it you see it in in nature often. The Jonas Brothers, for instance, they were a trio. Um, uh, another another good trio us us three um yes. this is the first first time thing but i'll throw our names in there um the watt brothers there is a third one yep he was a fullback they're a dying breed uh but also Derek. but also turduckens uh which is a turkey stuffed uh stuffed with a chicken which is stuffed with a duck uh, and that was made famous it's a louisiana style uh, Thanksgiving feast made famous by none other than the legendary John Madden. Um, the The year of my birth, 1997, was the first time that he really gave it the go-to. Uh, it was during a Saints, uh, Saints-Rams game. I was looking into the history of this, and, and Bob, Bob Del Giorno, uh, he is a retired broadcaster for WWL Radio, and he was working with some of the Saints public relations staff, and they brought over a turducken from the gourmet butcher block, which what, what a name for a butcher block. And, um, that, that would be the first time that John Madden had a turducken. And ever since he made that a staple in, uh, the Madden family. Uh, and at the same time, he, he just, I mean, they'll, they'll show the clips of it pretty much every game that you see on Thanksgiving day. But, uh, shout out to John Madden. I'm grateful for him and his legacy, but especially for you know what he did to popularize the turducken on Thanksgiving Day. Oh yeah, that fat motherfucker loves Thanksgiving, or loved <laughs> loved Thanksgiving. Posthumous, posthumous love. Yeah. Now now <laughs> he's just call, now he's just calling plays for me in Madden. Yeah, all the time, all yeah. the time. I haven't called my own play in a fucking minute, Morty. I haven't gone to formation tab for a minute. It's been asked Madden for a while. Poor, poor um, guy can't even enjoy the afterlife. I just keep asking him for play calls. <laughs> the next thing that I'm thankful for um, on the fat fuck trend is I can't eat a banana without peanut butter. Um, it's been oh, a gosh. real thing for me recently where, you know, I get a little bit hungry during the day. I always keep bananas at my desk at work. I keep them at home. I got some over there right now that I'm looking at and I'm thinking about them. But God damn it, if I don't have some GIF to go along with those, no free ads, I don't know if I'm going to eat one because they're just too boring to me now. So the peanut butter, peanut butter and banana combo, it fills you up for a good amount of time because that protein from the banana, from the, from the peanut butter and then you get the potassium for the banana to recover. So I'm just really blessed that my mom introduced me to that at a young age. Um, and Really, when I think about it, most fruits that I digest have some peanut butter going down with them. It could be an oh, yeah. apple. Apple, apples um, and peanut butter. If I have a strawberry, it might be going in sugar. 
Um, if I have blueberries or raspberries or something like that, they're going into a yogurt with some granola and that granola might be peanut butter flavored. So just a real blessing in my life that I turn to at least once a day, sometimes twice a day if I'm feeling fat and boring. Well, sticking on the topic of food, uh, Viv went with peanut butter. I'm going to go with something a little more solidified, uh, a Mexican statement of food, enchiladas. Mm. Uh, nothing better than those fat Mexican ladies that get on Facebook and bust out like 2,000 enchiladas and sell them to everybody. Those ladies are the best. Um, you can't even see their elbows. And that's just how you know the enchiladas are fucking kicking, man. If, if you can't see Auntie's elbows when she pulls up with the food, that's how you know that shit's going to hit. What do you yeah. like in, in your enchiladas? Are you like a chicken, beef guy, shredded I, I cheese, could, sour cream, the whole I could deal? go all three. Yep. A uh, little sour cream and hot sauce on the side for dipping. Um, yep. Cheese, chicken, beef. Uh, you name it, man. I'll rock with it. I mean, the prompt came up in the chat a little bit earlier, just like top three foods that come to mind. Like if you're on your deathbed, what three foods that you want buffet style burrito came to mind before for me. But when I think about it, if I could get an easier access to an enchilada, if I didn't have to sit down restaurant enchilada, it, like let's say Chipotle just started dishing out enchiladas or maybe Fernando's something more localized. I'd be housing those bitches. Like I'd probably eat them with my hands too. I get sloppy with it. So that's a good one. Enchiladas, bananas and peanut butter turduckins what's your next one capture boy uh my top and i threw this into the chat earlier um something about a, a country fried steak or a chicken fried steak i don't yep. think it gets enough i don't think it gets enough love for its versatility alone not only is it a phenomenal breakfast dish you you throw it with some of the sausage gravy uh, some hash browns, of course. You get like a like a very very runny yolk egg, and mix it oh. in. Um, but then also dinner time, right? You you get some of the the finer southern cuisine sides, whether that be your your go to collard greens. Maybe we freshen it up with green beans, uh, but always mashed potatoes, uh, always extra gravy, always just a lot of love poured into that meal. Like you mm. you you could see Paula Dean making it as well as literally any other. Any other overweight woman, I don't know what it is with us and fat people on this pod, but uh, we're all about it. And uh, if they're fat, it's because they know what they're doing and they know what is yep. is not good. A uh, fat person is a professional eater. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And like, Do you and really want a skinny bitch with just that looks like a walking elbow to make you a fucking chicken fried steak? I don't think so, buddy. Like you want somebody that looks like they've had two already today. Like you it, want to see some hot sauce dripping from that lip. Yeah. Test product. That That's an important <laughs> form of the development cycle is uh, product testing. Uh, let's make sure that that shit's kosher. It's good. Not poisoned. Uh, throw it, throw it, throw it inside of me. Make it happen. I'm ready to go. Speaking, ready for war. Speaking of throw it inside of me, let's get ratchet. I'm very thankful for Megan the stallion and Kiki Palmer. Hmm. Now I caught some flack this week from Clark in the IG group chat for commenting on Kiki Palmer's most recent photo. I said the two words, very simple two words to say. I said, sweet Jesus. And I meant it. Now, why did I do this? I'm not commenting this on anybody's post. I'm not doing it on girls that I know that have like 1700 followers or something along those lines. This is a far reaching star that I'm trying to grasp. And I know I have slim to none chances, but there's a slim chance. And 
you know, she's a Catholic woman. She's a Christian woman. I think she might have a Christian album That's a out. That's Palmer. She's a fucking whore. But, okay. Watch your fucking mouth. Um, she's a great performer. She's a multi artist. Are you up artist. to date on the, the situation with her and her husband? And Usher and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And her I mother, am. yes. And you know what? Yep. It's fu- it's fuck. I'm not I'm not sure if I'm totally up to date, but I'm definitely up to date on that ass in those Instagram <laughs> posts. That's for sure. So I'm very thankful for her. I don't know what it is, but like the last couple of years, I've just been on the Kiki train. Like I adore her. I love her personality, love her looks, and then Megan the Stallion is just that nose job did wonders. I don't think I ever would have came near her before she got that nose job, but now that she's gotten it, she has skyrocketed up my rankings, and she is just. She's very talented. She's very funny. She does like these uh, Instagram posts where she posts like her workouts and then she does a voiceover for it. And it's honestly like the highlight of my week. It's hilarious. She's like, my weight, <laughs> my trainer was beating my ass this week, y'all, but I got to stay a hottie. And I just love it. Like it's such a vibe to watch those. So I'm very thankful for both of them and commenting in their Instagram captions. Just Spot a on impression chance. there too. Spot on impression. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't the worst. Yeah. But yeah, those are my girls. I love them to death. Very thankful for their Instagram pages. All right, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get serious here, just because I got the platform. Um, I am thankful for a true pioneer, a social justice hero, uh, a comedian, an actor, and that is Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky. Just a true man of honor. Uh, makes that bitch Putin look like an absolute simp, and. Uh, I just love Ukraine, man. I fucking fly the colors in the back of my car. Got a flag outside my house. Um, I bought my daughter a Zelensky shirt. It says, American Kids for Zelensky. Um, you can buy them on the pop-off merch shop we are currently setting up. Um, so just keep an eye out for that. Um, thankful for the Ukraine. You've always been a Ukraine guy. It's always been your backbone of your morality scale. And your sense of humor. I like that you mentioned the fact that he's a comedian and an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, he brings some personality to being Ukraine's president. Uh, go ahead, Chisholm. What do you got? Uh, I think for mine, I'm going to... Of all the things that I'm most thankful for, um, I think the top one for me has to be just the very, very simple invention of uh like flavored toothpaste like can you imagine like i I spent i spent a decent amount of time and by decent i mean maybe 20 seconds but earlier today i had a moment of of peace to myself and i really sat there and i thought what what is the flavor of toothpaste without flavor um is it just more so a residue is it more so a, a texture uh does it clean without you know, like a, like a mintiness or, you know, a a freshness to it. Uh, what is the allure there? Is that always been there? Is that to, to mainly help just freshen breath? If not, uh, and if it is that, then why do we brush our teeth at all? Let's just listerine that shit to high heaven. But, um, you know, just a real wormhole I went down. And so I want to thank whoever decided, uh, back in the day, Hey, let's chew on these mint leaves. Um, because holy fuck, does uh, bad breath suck? Um, it's just it's never fun. It's always tough to tell someone that their breath smells like shit. Uh, gum is a, it, it's you know it's a band aid on a on an open wound when you get into that spot. And so, shout out shout out whoever that was back in the day. It had to be like a like a like a Mayan or an Incan 
or somebody. <laughs> Petey used to have the worst breath in the world, and he would threaten <laughs> you with it sometimes, and he knew. It's like something was like he had like a dying tooth or something like that, but if you got too close to him and you were pissing him off, he would just go, <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> like he's a dragon, dra- <laughs> a dragon breathing fire on you. But it really just smelled like three day old burrito in your fridge. Um, and caps, honestly, thankful for you because that was elite bullshitting. You clearly didn't have a third thing that you were thankful for. And we could see you thinking live on the pod and you came up with flavored toothpaste. It's definitely just sitting on his desk things. in front of him. <laughs> I actually need to get things. some. Um, I've just been chewing tobacco. Never, never tried it, actually. Yeah, I haven't ever brushed my teeth, but yeah, I, I've heard I, it's good. Yeah, I I was I I didn't really ever meet Petey until later on in my development as a prepubescent. But I recall at one point hearing a rumor that he could jizz on command, like as a defense mechanism. And I genuinely believed that for the first two years after meeting him as well. Um, that's like those stories about Bo Jackson, does. like right. jumping across the river and like <laughs> taming a bird. Pretty much the <laughs> like, exact same have you, thing. Have you heard about the seventh grader that can jizz on command? <laughs> no, he was like a third grader at that point, which is why it was crazier. Like it, it was like, damn, he is cool. like he, you know, like Cash there's him, he's like, you're my hero, dude. Get this kid in the fucking the circus. I was like, this is my guy. Uh, teach me, you know. It was like some Jedi mind trick bullshit, but <laughs> part of me still believes um, he can. I was going to say, I don't think it's been unproven for sure. There's a hypothesis still to be tested out and potentially. On the topic it. of Jizzy on command, um, I got an honorable mention, uh, probably from all three of us, and that's uh, Snapchat Blondes. Um, <laughs> the likes of Krinikov and uh, uh, the other ones. Uh, just, I think I'm subscribed to all of them. If you scroll through my subscriptions, it's just about a hundred blondes, half naked, and I'm real thankful for them. <laughs> Honestly, shouldn't have been an honorable mention. Should have led with that instead of Duran Bland, because I definitely think about Snapchat blondes more than I think about the Cowboys' second string corner. <laughs> all right, let's move into football because we're very thankful for the NFL, and that's what we're here to really dive into. Thanksgiving slate, kind of nice this year. It's not the sexiest, um, but, you know, we got some good teams. We have three legitimate Super Bowl potentially contending NFC teams that will be playing against teams that are a little bit shittier. Um, But still, it's Thanksgiving. Anything can happen. You know, like the Lions barely beat the Bears last week, and they play another NFC North opponent this week. And the Packers, who are maybe trending up after beating the Chargers, um, they're at home in Detroit they're favored by seven and a half over Green Bay are you guys like a little bit concerned about the Lions after barely breezing past the Bears or is this just like you know they were looking forward to Thanksgiving overlooking the Bears a little bit kind of thing or do you think that Campbell's gonna man the fuck up and stuff a turducken down the floor's throat yeah can you just imagine if the Lions win this one and Campbell's got to eat that turducken or turkey leg whatever they eat at the end of the game he is gonna absolutely go ape shit on that thing um, it'd be like a cartoon he just popped the whole thing in his mouth and it just pop right out i don't know about you, about you guys but uh i like a good thanksgiving blowout you know i don't i don't like to stress these games i like sure. to get in the recliner and just watch uh one team shit on another team and hopefully that's the lions shitting on the packers because uh 
you know, I rooted for the Packers last week just because I'm a Chargers hater. And I just really dislike how much Viv sucks off Justin Herbert. But, uh, you know, I'm a, He's easy to suck off. He played awesome last week. Yeah, he played great. Still lost. Couldn't He had two chances at the end of the game. Just needed to get a field goal. But couldn't get it. Uh, you can blame Not that on Quentin Johnson. But, uh, you know, as the resident Lions fan on the pod... Uh, what? Watch yeah. your mouth. We're both Lions fans. What do you mean resident Lions fan? We've okay, been rooting okay. for them the entire year together. Caps, you like the Lions? I've been rooting for the Lions... I mean, oh, for a while, mostly just Since because I, <laughs> Turner would be able to tell you, but I, I feel like, it, and I was really drawing a blank trying to come up with the last time that the Lions were favored by a touchdown or more on a Thanksgiving Day game. They play every year. Oh, it had it to be in 1937 Megatron era, but but yeah, even yeah. Hitler was running shit the last time that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say that I don't know if they ever have been favored by a touchdown. Like and we were talking about it when they were favored by ten and a half. It was like this doesn't look right. Like the Lions should not be favored by this many points ever. Right, but then at the same time, you you look at them this season and what Campbell has done with this team, and just looking at them both straight up or against the spread, it doesn't really matter which way you want to look at it. They're eight and two right now. Yep. Um, the Packers. I mean, you watch it happen in Week Four. The, the final score of the game was 34 to 20, but it was never close. Like it, 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 it felt like it was a five touchdown game win for Detroit. They won the game in the first quarter, basically. Yep. And I remember in that one, Aaron Jones was hurt. He's going to be hurt again in this one. Uh, Jordan Love is a guy that needs weapons in a committee around him in order to make something happen. Um, I, I mean, in, in what world is this game? less than minus nine in my mind. I don't so it's, it's crazy to think that I, <clears throat> I see value on the lions being seven and a half point favorites right now. And and I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll go on record right now to say it. I've already placed a two unit play on them to cover that. Um, a few other props that I like in this game as well. But for the most part, I mean, that's how I want to start my Thanksgiving day is at Ford field in Detroit blue ski masks yep. everywhere let it ride jack harlow at halftime this <laughs> is gonna eat that shit up but uh i mean if the is lions it? offense if the lions offense was a thanksgiving plate it would be award-winning i yep. mean you got the you mac got the and mac and cheese you got david montgomery you got mm-hmm. the greens Ooh. you got a Ross st brown mm. you got a little turkey that's definitely jared goff Yes, 100%. Because it's not like your favorite meat in the world, but it gets the job done. And if it's complemented by the right assets, like a mac and cheese and by a stuffing or something along, and the offensive line is definitely the stuffing, right? Um, no, the offensive like, line oh, is five slices of ham. <laughs> then we what got the we got Jameer Gibbs. We got Jameer Gibbs. He's the dinner roll. Ooh. <laughs> You're and, good at uh, this. A little, a little Jamison Williams. Uh, I'll let you guys pick. What, what is Jamison Williams on this plate? The fireball potato casserole. <laughs> He's a sweet potato casserole. The whole bottle of vodka. Yeah, the yams. Yams. What's the yams? Nobody at my, nobody What's at our yams? Thanksgiving is making fucking yams. <laughs> I'll, no, I'll tell you right. this though. Dan Campbell is that weird relative that's like, 
the polar opposite of your vegan cousin that's a liberal. Dan Campbell has an entire plate full of kneecaps. And he brought them. He harvested them for the last year. And he's like, you thought this was just a quote? Like, I was serious. You and he may or may not like, have been... He may or may not have been in Washington on January 6th. Okay. Um, <laughs> he was wearing the bison head. <laughs> I was going to say on a serious note, I think this could be a get right game for the Lions defense. They're playing against a young receiving core in Green Bay, giving up 26 points to the Bears. It's not. Uh, nobody should give up 26 points to the Bears. I've been watching. That was a trap game. They, they I know, but that still, one. like their their defense has been. They gave up 38 to the Chargers the week before. Like they need if they're going to be a real contender, the defense has to step the fuck up. The other thing was, you know, after the draft, people were criticizing the living shit out of them for the selections that they made with their first three picks. Those first three picks have panned the fuck out. It's Jameer Gibbs, Jack Campbell, and Sam Laporta, two Iowa boys. You missed and Branch. Just, and Branch, too, right? Four Brian picks. Branch. Like, all of these guys are just Campbell. Campbell's probably been the worst of the bunch. They're, they're, they're working on Campbell a little bit. I think he will be good, but uh, he's been struggling a little bit. Uh, Luckily, you can learn behind a stud like Anzalone. Right. And you have to get Malcolm Rodriguez in there, uh, too, as an off-ball backer. But even if he's not the best off-ball backer on their team, he's a culture changer. Like, he's an identity guy. He looks like Je- Dan Campbell's son. Like, he just brings some kind of intensity he's, to them. He's still so, 6'5", 250. Yeah. He's still a fucking baller, so he can still make plays. Um, but, yeah, I Caps, I appreciate the – you just kind of like confirmed all my beliefs. I'm going to go two units on seven and a half, too. We're riding with you, baby. Seven and a half seems low. Let's do it. Give me, like, uh, give me both Lions running backs to score. Them boys a touchdown? eating. Yep. I was just no, about both, to say. No, both of them get laid. <laughs> I mean, they're all going to get laid. It's Thanksgiving. They're all going to eat a shit ton of stuffing, and then they're going to fuck. So if you, you want to just Montgomery and Gibbs... That's plus two thirty one. If you want to get both of them to get a touchdown, I kind of like that. Gorgs, that's that's nice. off Fanduel. I might too. do that with Good that shit. seven and a half. Um, no free ads, caps. Um, you got to call out the books, the though. Thing? That's the tough part. That's the tough part is you don't want to give out free ads, but you also have to let folks know where to get their lines because that's one thing that True. I was about to call out for one of my props. Is I I was seeing a few different props, not only on like anytime touchdown scores. Like I I've been able to get Jameer Gibbs at bet 365 for plus like just essentially even odds compared to David Montgomery going up to like minus 192. But mm. another one that I'm looking at, I think on DraftKings um, and a few other books, you have Jameer Gibbs over 28 and a half, 29, even up to 30 and a half receiving yards uh, versus like bet 365, Unibet, Bet Rivers, FanDuel. All of those books have it at 27 and a half. I, my I bookie doesn't have that shit. Yeah, my bookie, <laughs> I, fun fact, I just hammered and cashed on a uh, class 1C uh, state of Nebraska high school championship football game earlier this afternoon. Uh, shout out to Norfolk Catholic. But outside of all of that, call one eight hundred gambling if you have any gambling addiction. Yeah, please do. Captain's uh, bookie probably hates his fucking life, man. Some days, <laughs> just at uh, all hours of the day, just ding, 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 ding. <laughs> hey, can you pay me out? Can you pay me out? <laughs> no, I I have to. You, you have to shop lines though. That's the the main point that I'm making. And also, shout out to Norfolk Catholic. They, oh shit, Zelensky's like here. Uh oh, uh oh, we have a breaking podcast 
We have running back Jones, a.k.a. Jack Turner, the second best co-host of Run Money, coming in live. He's sauced up. He's had a Thanksgiving already this evening. Um, probably coming in off of what? Eight old fashions, Jack. Um, big old plate of Mrs. Bates' stuffing. And then how many pieces of pumpkin pie, pumpkin pie? Shit, what do dogs say? Hoo, hoo, hoo. That's all. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> all right, moving on to the Washington Commanders versus the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Turner is live. He's juiced. Cowboys are favored Turn, by 10 Turner, and a half what are you thankful for? Let's handle this first. Oh, good what, is, what is Turner most thankful for in this entire world? The one-two punch of Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. <laughs> That's God, unbelievably that such hard. A good, such a good answer. And I liked him more after Marvin what? Harrison. People don't give Marvin Harrison credit enough for being a felon. Really? <laughs> Caps was, was complimenting cool? trios earlier. He was saying that the trio is like really the biggest thing for him when he's talking about the Turducken. He mentions the Jonas Brothers. He mentioned us before he got on this call. But Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, and Dallas Clark. Hawks in the NFL. Yeah, or Austin a, Collie. Yeah, kind of Austin Collie. Joseph Adai. Jeff Saturday. Dwight Freeman. Manning. Now we're just naming players on the Colts in their late 20, early 2010s. Um, but let's move into the Commanders and the Cowboys because the Cowboys, 40, they're favored yep. by 10 and a half. This is another line that seems, I don't know, kind of fishy, a little bit low. They've been looking really good against these shitty-ass teams. They've been blowing motherfuckers out. You think they can sustain this level of greatness against very mediocre franchises? Yeah, this one's real simple. You know, a tale as old as time, Cowboys versus Indians. Um, Commanders should be able to wear some, like, throwback Redskins uniforms for this one. Just, it's history, you know. Let's honor history a little bit. But no, they're probably going to wear something fucking stupid. uh, Look like some yellow traffic cones or something. And we'll kick their ass. Um, Hopefully it's not one of those Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day games where we shit the bed. And Dak looks like he had too much cranberry sauce and pumpkin pie the night before. But, uh, yeah, the Giants just kind of dog walked the Commanders. Uh, Commanders had six turnovers in that one. Um, So I'm happy to have the Cowboys defense in fantasy this week. Should be a nice little Thanksgiving treat. We're still on decapitate watch for a quarterback this year by either TJ Watt or Miles Garrett or Micah Parsons. Is this our best chance at Micah Parsons decapitating Sam Howell on live television in front of 25 million Americans? Tell you what, though, Sam Howell can take a fucking lick. You know, that boy's fucking. I was watching Good Morning Football this morning and he was on a Kyle Brandt's Angry Runs, just mowing down some Giants defenders. But, uh, yeah, we got some hard hitters on defense. You know, Marquise Bell mentioned him last week. Ford A&M boy, he can't read. Um, we got a few other guys on that end that should uh, entice some fear in the Redskins. And, uh, yeah, just got to watch out for those crazy Indians. I don't think we can keep calling them the Redskins, Bordy. They've already had two name changes since being the Redskins alone. They were the Come football on, team, man. and then they were the commanders. Like, like, every, like John Madden's just a piece of shit because he called them the Redskins. Like I'm, you're well, just you're I just mean, calling it, John Madden a terrible person, basically. No, I'm not because we honored him earlier, and we would never do that to John Madden. Um, but this is kind of the John Madden game. It's like I can see him breathing very heavily into a microphone while announcing this one. I think this is probably going to be the Romo game. I'm not sure. It should be the Romo game. That'll be interesting to see. Um, but it's just. Why can't we have Eagles Cowboys here? Like it would have just been so simple and so fun to have that. But you would rather see a blowout than 
a tight, actual good football game on Thanksgiving. Definitely. And uh, this one is definitely – what's the line here? Ten and a half? Um, Yeah. I mean, we're 13-point favorites, I think, against the Giants, and we covered that about five times as much. So, should be a safe bet taking – he is a oh shit, Bordy. Safe bet what? Uh, Cowboys minus ten and a half. I like that because the Cowboys are boys, and Sam Howell has a bit of the Baker Mayfield gene, where he'll run around a lot and like evade the first couple guys, but he doesn't have the absolute burst to actually get away from him. Uh, saw a lot of this out of Josh Dobbs on Sunday, where he's he's making it exciting out there and, and ducking, diving, and dodging one or two defenders, but he's not actually breaking the pocket or running for significant yards very often. Yeah, because they had that athleticism advantage in college, and they think it's going to translate to the NFL. And then it's fucking TJ yeah, Wilson has down. it too. It's like he, Kenny Pickett has a little bit of it. It's like they're make the first guy miss, but they're not going to be doing much more than that. That's yeah. what I noticed in Pickett's game the most is that pocket starts collapsing, and it, it kind of seems like he's not looking downfield. He's looking at the gargantuan men chasing after him trying to kill him which can't really blame him i would do the same thing but uh yep fair the devil matthew canada is out in pittsburgh we can get into that in uh some storylines later i'm interested to hear what Caps has to say but uh yes yeah, sam house you know i like the guy he slings it around you know he gets it to the likes of terry mclaurin and uh Diami Brown. Uh, wish we could see more Dotson in that offense, but you know, sad defense. They just got rid of Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Um, we should mollywop these losers. I mean, they just lost to Tommy DeVito, so you know, losing to a character from Goodfellas is pretty tough when he's playing quarterback. They should have fucking housed them that game, and they just went in and just got shit on. So. Yeah, that's a depressing one. So are we all on Cowboys by 10.5? And, and Jack, are you on Lions by 7.5 against the Packers? I didn't come prepared with every line, so we're going to go straight vibes. Yeah, I think they blow them out. You know, they played a close <laughs> one against the Bears last week, and this is probably just a, a get-right game. I like Tur- Turner's just hyped for Harlow at halftime. Damn, he's there. That's a yeah, Bordy's the only one that knew this, and like that's my source on this. Is he actually performing at halftime of the Detroit Lions game? Yep, he's playing halftime of the Lions game and uh, halftime of the Cowboys. I'm drawing a blank. I think it's somebody racist, though. He really, he really stole Big Sean's whole flow. He did steal <laughs> Big Sean's whole flow. That's D-E-T-R-O-I-T over everybody. Um, <laughs> Caps, you don't like uh, the Cowboys by 10 and a half? Are you riding commies here? I, I'm not riding. I don't, I don't like the line. Personally, I think that on paper, the Cowboys should win this game by 20 to 30 points. But this just it feels weird because of how weird of a team Washington is. I'd love or maybe not love is the right word, but a a lot more than the spread. I like the total. I'm looking at the over in this one. I think Dak's going to come out. He's going to be ready to go. Um I, I can see this being like a 38 to 17 game, um, but obviously not as confident in the Cowboys necessarily dominating all facets of the game, just because I feel like the Arizona Cardinals game, you know, week, what was that week four? That's a, that's another great example, but it is Thanksgiving day. It is the Cowboys day. 
uh, for all of you who are not Lions fans. But I think the number that I like more is actually a prop bet in this game, and that is going to be looking at a Mr. Tony Pollard uh, for over 58 and a half rushing yards, which he can get over at FanDuel, I believe. It might have jumped up to 59, but a reason for my uh, for my love of this prop is simply that if this is the blowout game that we think it's going to be, Pollard's going to be getting fed, uh, and he's coming off of a Week 11 game where he only played 45 snaps. Uh, normally, he's getting 50-plus, especially on a Thursday night game in primetime on Thanksgiving. Um, I, I think that he's more rested than he would be on a short week. Um, it, it, I think his floor is around like 62, 63 in this one, especially with all of those names that Bordy mentioned earlier, kind of leaving the fold for Washington. They're, they're going to be playing more of a pass defense, or at least I feel like that's their only real way of winning this game is if they can stop the pass early, it's going to force Pollard to get fed. I think Pollard has himself a friggin' day, and that's more so the bet that I'm looking at here if I were to make myself a little Thanksgiving Day parlay. To add on to that, with these uh, Cowboys games that have been looking like blowouts, I've been making a little bit of money on our backup running back who has been getting some run uh, late in the games. He's he's got fresh legs this year. He runs hard, and that's Rico Dowdle. So uh, check his number for me, would you, Viv? Dude, Rico's. They don't have be... it up on FanDuel right now, but you were big on him last week, and I should have tailed you. That was my bad. Yeah, we took him for a touchdown and alternate fifty yards. I think that paid like fifteen hundred, and you know he played almost the whole second half. Like that's where you can kind of catch these betting apps slipping. If you see a blowout on the board, find a backup running back and maybe bet him to get in the end zone or take an alternate uh, total. The name Rico is just everywhere these days. It's like the name Jalen and Dion, but like that goes back to Rose mm. and Sanders. But I don't know who the original Rico was, except for the charge. It had to be Napoleon swat. Dynamite. It was Speaker Knockers Rico from Rico's store. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Uh, hey, Rico ain't got no play money, not no fucking job. Ain't got no fucking choice but to jug and rob. I, I did this exercise with um some guys that we were at dinner with last night getting drinks. Stop calling drunk banter exercises. It was an exercise because it was an exercise. All right, the top 10 receiving leaders in the league right now. I want to see if you guys can get them. All right. Who's number one? Cheetah. Tyreek Hill. All right, boom. Got it. Who's number two? AJ Brown. Boom. Keenan. Got it. Who's number three? Keenan. CD. Keenan is four, CD is three. Perfect. All right. All right, so you guys are four for four right now in the top ten. Five through ten. Give me five. Five's Puka. Six is Puka. Okay. Who's five? Five is... You guys got this shit. Yeah, Tyreek, AJ, CD, Keenan, and Puka so far. Nico okay, five, Collins. Five, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Diggs? Nico Collins is actually pretty high. He's at 16, and Diggs is at seven. So we got seven. We're missing five, eight, nine, and ten. I don't think who's been, who's been eating. Give give us somebody's some hints. Been, somebody's been eating on Thursday in the early game. Oh, Amon uh, Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown is number five. Good job. Really? Bro. He was uh, hurt too. Yep. And he's still up there. Uh, eight, nine, and ten. One of them is going to shock you. One of them is Pickens. Pickens is number <laughs> 45. <29. laughs> oh. 
Never mind. Dude, we played this game not too long ago, and he was sneaky number 10. It was uh, like right after you know the Ravens game when he had that breakaway tutty. Sneaky number 14 is TJ Hawkinson, just for fun. Lamar Cooper's 12, Mike Evans is 11. But who are 8, 9, and 10? You just kind of think quarterback first. Like Who's been throwing the ball a lot this year? I'll give you the divisions. NFC North, AFC North, NFC West. In that order. Is DJ, DJ Moore? DJ Moore is number eight. Let's go. That's nice. Yes, 889 yards. Number nine in the AFC North. <coughs> Amari Cooper. No. Amari Cooper's actually number 12. Wow. Has Jamar He's worked his AFC. way in there? Jamar's number nine. Was it Mark Andrews? Was number 10. It was Jamar. No, it was Jamar. Oh, it was Jamar. Fuck All right, just give us 10, Ralph. You can take 10. Okay, number 10 is Brandon Ayuk. But I, the reason I asked that question is CD is number three. Is he the third best receiver? Is it in that order? Is it Tyreek, AJ, and then CD? I mean, Jefferson has been hurt all year, so he's obviously in that conversation too. But I think CD's like kind of put himself in that conversation where he might be the fourth best receiver in the league right now. Uh, Some of these I, one-handed grabs that he's making are just elite, and Dak trusts him with his life, which I think is like the most you can say about a receiver in today's age. I, I think CD's almost – and, and it's crazy for me to say this, but I think he's still underperforming. Like, I think his ceiling is higher, and I think that he is not yet a top three wide receiver. I would rather I would rather have Keenan Allen. I would rather have <sighs> Stephon Diggs. Ball, I would rather have he's, Justin CD. Jefferson, who's not on that list because he's been injured. I would rather he's have – CeeDee Lamb doesn't have to moan about anything. No, he doesn't because yeah, he's the number one receiver. They show A.J. Brown paid. on the sideline. They show A.J. Brown on the sideline, and he's fucking crying like a baby. No, that's and, and I never even said AJ Brown's name. Like he's he's Even above him on. He's got tighter hamstrings than Tyreek Hill, and Tyreek Hill pulls up with a bum wheel like thirty percent. No, dude, Keenan Allen is the best footwork of any wide receiver in the NFL since Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson's footwork was okay. No, it was elite. You loved his feet. Come on, you know you're a foot guy when it comes to Ocho Cinco. I'm more of an Ocho Cinco pet guy. Tell you what, I'm a huge fan of Ocho and Shan Sharp's podcast. I know like, you are. Wh- why? Why are we putting Skip and Shannon, Skip and whoever on TV when we literally have Chad Ocho Cinco, Shannon Sharp, and throw in like a oh, what's that fucking guy's name? Ryan Clark. God, don't. No. I like McCordy though. McCourty's good. He's on, yeah, good morning football. All right, also, moving on to the night game on last, Thursday night. Oh, go ahead, Caps. Last one before before we get to the night game. I think this is my best opportunity. I always, every Sunday, I try to find the one game where it's going to be a tight end to get the first touchdown. I like Jake Ferguson, mm. first touchdown score for the, uh, the Cowboys game. What are the odds on that, that one? Let's see. What are the odds he lets me fuck his girlfriend? Probably it lets you, not sure. She's a Miami uh, girl, so I might need to get tested afterwards. <laughs> I'm not seeing first touchdown. They're not giving me odds on that. Yeah, this is why potting this early in the week is tough because these sports focus are just not trying to let you get ahead of the eight ball. Let me let me find it on the I'll do it on the 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 old Texas book. I like over 35 and a half yards for him. He's a threat. I like him a lot. All right, Caps, you find that. We'll move into the next game while you're finding that. The Niners in Seattle against the Seahawks. 
big dick daddy, Pete Carroll, going against Kyle Zanahan. The Niners are seven-point favorites on the road in the Legion of Boom against the 12th man. If you wanted to take the Seahawks' money line and get a little bit zesty, they're plus 250. The over-under is set at 43.5 points, the lowest of the day. This looked like a really great game three or four weeks ago, and now Seattle's just fallen off. But at the same time, when I look at this line, Bordy, you know I love the Niners. They win the name game every single time. You can throw out Bosa and Young Don't now. do it. We don't got to do it. But when I look at don't the Seahawks Don't take team, Seattle money line. Don't do I just it. think it's kind of tasty. Homeless Geno Smith, you know, playing for his life, playing for a contract on Thanksgiving Day. You know Geno Smith loves Thanksgiving, dude. Sweet potato casserole is his jam. And <laughs> I just don't hate it. Like I, I, The Niners have looked really good since they got Debo and Trent back. I get it. But there's something about Witherspoon just absolutely checking the living fuck out of McCaffrey on a halfback sweep that just gets me juiced up. Even if I'm not putting money on the Seahawks, I think I'm going to be cheering for the Seahawks this week. I just, I'm excited by some hard hit sticks in this game. Yeah. Uh, I like the Niners in this one. What are they giving to? Um, you know, uh, Seahawks. Se- they're, they're up. They're seven point favorites. Seahawks seven. played. <laughs> yeah. You saw me looking at the screen fucking inch away. I still couldn't read it. <laughs> But Seahawks maybe had one of the saddest performances I've ever seen last week. I mean, they're up 16 and nothing against a wounded bird that is the L.A. Rams. Yep. No Cooper Cup. Are um, the Seahawks... Stafford are the playing Seahawks, with two broken ribs. Are the Seahawks the best or the worst good team? Are they the worst yes. good team? They're the best the worst team. Would, or they're, or, yeah, or they're team. the best not good team. Which yeah, one is it? Or I, I can't really think so. They're the best worst team. They're not good. They're the best worst team. Okay. I they're trying to, they're the trying to sell you. Team. They're trying to sell you that Geno Smith is like a viable and like upper echelon starting quarterback in the NFL, and they've done such a good job of it that it almost has you fooled into thinking that they're the worst best team. But it, they're he, the best worst team. They're the best worst. No, they're the worst best team because they're the sixth seed in the NFC playoffs right now. Like you can't that, be that doesn't one of the mean worst anything. teams and be in the wild card. It does yes, mean you something. Get, have you watched the Pittsburgh Steelers play football, Ralph? <laughs> yeah, they're it's also they, there. right, maybe they're the worst best team then because they're still in the wild card too. But I imagine that the Bills will jump them at some point, and the Bengals are just out of it. But like, hey, speaking of Bill, th- Bills, are plus money to make the playoffs right now. Uh, granted, they have probably the toughest schedule coming up. But you just got to trust them over the likes of Texans, Pittsburgh, Steelers, Houston, and uh, I didn't see that other bubble team, but they were shitty. Um, the Colts. Do you think Kenneth Walker being out has any impact or does a, a huge impact? What do you mean? He's like the best player on their team. I like Charbonnet. Yeah, Sharp can run I'm it. Um, He's not. Obviously Kenneth Walker. sucks. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, I, just don't, I don't see Kenny the the making a difference in this one. They have the Eagles. Yeah, read off this Bills schedule. It's fucking psychotic. <laughs> they have the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, and then the Dolphins. I mean, having to play against the Eagles, Chiefs, and Cowboys in three consecutive weeks—that's uh, probably three L's right there. Hey, they got it. They're coming off a bye for the Eagles, at least. Yeah, 
You know what? You're ever the optimist, Jack. Good for you. You and Caps had the argument in Chicago. Caps is like, I'm the pessimist. You're the optimist. It's just sunshine versus lightning every time that we match up. And you know what? That's what makes you guys the best. That makes you and my favorite. Me and Viv are both just dark clouds. <laughs> you guys are syphilis, and uh, Jack, Jack and I are. Jack and I are. Congrats! It's a boy. <laughs> We're a sonogram, and you guys are a positive syphilis test. I'm not going to lie. All that went over my head, but I bet it was funny if I understood. Forty, you're the only father here. <laughs> what syphilis have to do with? Don't, 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 try, don't try catching me up. Are you guys on the Niners or Seahawks in this game? Caps. Niners. Are you on the Niners or Seahawks? All right, Niners are the best. Seven, they're the hey, best team in football. Bro, I actually kind of liked your tasty little bite. What, what do you mean by tasty little I mean, bite? why not sprinkle a little on the money line? I mean, everybody thinks the is going to run it up, but it's a division matchup. Geno Smith's got a lot to play for. Pete Carroll's going to be chomping that gum. I mean, I can see it happening. That optimism, dude, it wins me over every time. <laughs> if anybody can pull out a division upset at home, who is it, Viv? The tw- okay, the 12th men are going to be loud, and they're going to be throwing up their – Super sticky gloves, you know. Come on, <laughs> they're gonna be getting rained on, probably. Yeah, dude, it could get nasty. You never know. And the do you think thing... they save their Thanksgiving meal for after the game or before the game to conserve that energy? Do you think Aren't they too busy rioting in Seattle, or do they even? Isn't Thanksgiving racist? No, I think they'll be all right. Yeah. Everybody celebrates Thanksgiving. We're over that. I think this. I think. Yeah, a few years ago they said the same thing about Columbus, and now look at the world. <laughs> what they, if they if they turn on Columbus, they'll turn on anybody. It's anti-Italian discrimination, isn't it, Bordy? <laughs> it is. Anti-Italian. He was a well. He was a well-respected discoverer <laughs> in this house, Christopher Columbus. <laughs> is a goddamn American Jamar- Italian American hero. hero. <laughs> Dr. Anthony Fauci <laughs> is a well-respected Italian doctor in this house. You get that through your fucking head, AJ. Fucking <laughs> that was really good. Maron. <laughs> hey, Tom. We can change up, dude. I think if we could just do that, the whole show would be mine. <laughs> but no, dude, one of the other just like hidden under swept under the rug reasons why I feel really good about the lions and I feel really good about (laughs) the 49ers is think of, think of, of every human being involved in both of those games. Sure. Which, which human beings come to mind for the lions versus the Packers? Weirdly, Dan Campbell for the 49ers versus the Seahawks. I'm thinking George Kittle, this isn't for me to do some Jersey Jerry the signs type shit right now, but this is for me to say when the first guys that I think of for both of those games just also happen to be guys that I would assume are massive Thanksgiving fans and just want to eat on national television in the most disgusting white. Yeah. And being white helps, but it's more so the fact that it's white people love Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. Love Thanksgiving. (laughs) Black people hate it. I don't know if I'd go you know that what? far, but I just no, think that I, I, I disagree with that. <laughs> I think you're right, Caps. I can't imagine 
Geno Smith eating the turkey leg at the end of the game, I definitely can see Trent Williams and Kittle cleaning the bone in two bites apiece. Shall Speaking we? Of, shall we touch on Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa? I'm sorry. Yeah. What about him? Let's eating? Touch on Joey Bosa crying after he sprained his ankle. <laughs> it hurt. What a fucking pussy. Like, it really hurt. I sprained hurt. my ankle at least once a week at pickup basketball, and you don't see me crying like a little bitch. He plays, plays through it. He just laces up like LeBron. He's yeah. like Wolverine. He's regenerating new ankle. The same game. No, Nick Joey Bosa gave out in the game. He's he talking about me playing too. through sprained ankle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, shit. <laughs> shit. All right, let's move into the Black Friday game. Um, the only Black Friday game that we've ever had. This is NFL bullshit. Consumers. Let me get started here. Fucking the NFL. <laughs> fucking it. They're trying to take over my lives. Christmas Day, Thanksgiving Day, now Black Friday. The Christmas Day is bullshit. Dude, the Black Friday is bullshit, too. The NFL doesn't play on Friday at 2 one. That's when the Hawkeyes play the fucking Hoskers. That's when that's rivalry week. We're going to get some great college football games. The NFL just can't stop themselves. They can't help themselves. And they're going to dominate that game anyways if you're looking at the metrics because of all the betting and the fantasy football and the casuals. But that's bullshit. Jack, you make a really good point here because the NFL is, was, and always will be like the hottest girl at the bar where everybody's always like, oh, we got to like, how do we get in front of her? And then it just so happens that like halfway through the night, she got so drunk that she became this pick me girl that like had to flirt with every guy there and be like, oh, but what if I'm here on Friday? And then what if I also play in London and now I'm in Mexico City and it's like, go (laughs) fuck yourself. Play hard to get. It makes it so much more fun for everybody else. Like seven's been the new 10 for a long time, which is why like hockey has been on the come up for me college football is always going to be on the come up for me because it's just so chaotic and there's so much baggage that it brings with it uh you can't help but invest yourself nfl needs to pretend for a moment that they are the pinnacle of professional viewership because they are and they need to actually make something out of that rather than being like drake trying to drop an album on some SoundCloud rappers like first mixtape that he's going to drop because he heard about <laughs> it on the street like let Iowa and Nebraska have the spotlight for an hour and a half before the next rivalry game plays and just save your shit for Sunday and let Scott Hansen be Scott Hansen Ralph do you think that Drake shot was at you no I don't think it was much of a shot at all it honestly. wasn't I yeah. think it was I think it was accurate it was the NFL, you know, we love you for what you are. We love you for our Sunday ritual, our Thursday Thanksgiving games. Turner, you hit the nail on the head. I've never associated Black Friday with the NFL. I've always associated with the Hawks kicking some Nebraska ass. And that's just what it is, man. Like, we don't need to change it. Christmas Day, that's NBA all day. And Elf in the middle of it. Like, let's not overcomplicate things where I have to worry about Kamara going for 45 points against the Vikings. No, nope. fantasy championship. Sorry. Like, Football every and day. I had Kamara that week, but it was just like, no, I don't need football every day, Bordy. I don't need it because I've got NBA going on. I've got college basketball going on. I've got college football heating up. I don't need it. Caps has NHL going on, so we have to look out for him too. So uh, they're just overcomplicating things. But the line in this game is the Dolphins by nine and a half over the Jets. Also seems low. If you've watched the Jets offense at all, uh, there's no way that they can put up 10 points against the Dolphins. And I think... Them getting Ramsey back is absolutely huge. He's looked really good since he has been back. And then this offense, 
I know the Jets defense is formidable. I mean, I us four could play fucking corner against Tim Boyle this week. Doesn't matter yeah, if it's Ramsey or... isn't it? Yeah, right. it's it's sad. Like I'll probably that actually makes me feel worse. I, I was I was more confident in this line when I knew it was Zach Wilson, but now that it's Boyle, fuck. They they should have an alternate. I mean, too. They should have an alternate show like the Manning it, cast, where it's just this game, but it doesn't show the Jets on offense. It's just all dol- all Dolphins offense. It's just compilation of Dolphins highlights while the Jets are on offense. And then the Dolphins, 15 minutes the of Dolphins, Arby's commercials. The Dolphins offense hasn't been good against a good defense. I would say the Jets defense is good. And I'd say if they don't sure. turn the ball over, I'd be interested to see how the Dolphins fare because they've not played super well offensively in their biggest games of the year so far this year against Bills. The Eagles and yep. the Chiefs—they've scored under twenty points, I think, in all those games, or maybe twenty-one in the biggest right. games, but it's blowout anyways. And so I'll be just, either way, I'll be interested to see how they do and how the Jets pressure Salah by the same or pressure Tua, but at the same time, it's going to be tough. And that's why it's I a, agree a big spread. All right, um, let's close out this pod with some more things that we're thankful for before we get out of here. Um, <clears throat> First of all, I want to say we're thankful for Jack Turner joining us halfway through the show, um, sacrificing time with family to be with his podcast family. That's not very true. generous of you. But thank you. That's exactly what you did. Um, spent time with your family earlier. I've got a couple more people that I am thankful for before we get out of here. Um, and if you guys think of any, please throw them out. I know this is an NFL pod. We've been talking football for the most part. But I do want to say I'm thankful for Tyrese Halliburton. I think he might be the second best point guard in the league, guys. Uh, and he's from Iowa State, which is just crazy to say. Like, the best Iowa State player that had come into the league since him was Niang, Monte Morris. I don't know, one of those two guys. They're both backup rotation players. But Halliburton had like 38 points and 14 assists through three quarters tonight. Eight threes, three steals. Leading the league in assists by two assists per game. He's one of the most fun characters to watch in the entire league. It's honestly like he's bringing a – and I, I don't use this name lightly, Turner, but he's bringing like a Mahomes level thing to the Pacers where it's like, I never associated the Pacers offense with being that fun. Never associated the Chiefs offense with being all that fun, aside from the Jamal Charles experience. But this is like a whole different thing with the Pacers. They are scoring 150 points in games, running up and down constantly, seven seconds or less, very Steve Nashish, And I just never saw this coming from him. So I'm very thankful for Tyrese Halliburton, just an absolute baller. Um, Bordy Caps Turner, who are some people or some things that you are thankful for before we Yeah, I, I got something. I want to call out uh, Leaf Lexus and Matt Hand. Um, there's some table tennis stars. You can find them in the Guinness Book of World Records 2007. Uh, you'll find them in that book because they had a five-hour, eight-minute, and 22-second rally um, in the Bonington Gallery of United Kingdom on December 9th, 2003. So anybody that can hit a ping-pong ball back and forth for five hours – uh, thankful for them. Uh, pulled out the ping pong table last night. You know, the family gets in town. Uh, it's been about a year, but you got to get a little back and forth in there. Did you just pull that from memory or do you have a Guinness World Record book from 2007 next to you right now? I guess I'll never know. Okay. <laughs> Bordy, what are you thankful for before we get out of here? You know, I'm thankful for a lot of things. I'm thankful for family. I'm thankful mm-hmm. for you guys. Thankful for all the pizza, all the p- people that love pizza out there, uh, paying my bills, paying for my daughter's daycare. Um, most importantly, I'm thankful for the great country that is the United States of America. Here we go. 
and I just love all the wars we're in. I love how whether you're pro pro Hamas or pro Israel, you're still a Nazi either way. And I love just free speech and freedom to have a 12 gauge shotgun in my closet and freedom to watch football. Well, your freedom of speech is probably going to be redacted a little bit by the <laughs> editing process of this podcast. <laughs> Caps, go ahead. I'm I'm thankful for pens. Um, I think Same. it says a lot about somebody to just be willing to 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 be so. I don't know if stubborn is the right word. Uh, conceited, uh, another possibility. But for someone to just be so sure of themselves that they won't make a mistake while writing something um i think i thought you were talking about dab pens no (laughs) i did too (laughs) no those are great too but like a gel pen or yeah so i've been rocking no no free ads but i've been rocking the sharpie s gel 0.7 um the thing glides when you use it it's it like in in a world that has become so digital where every everybody's always you know oh let's take notes on you know, on, on my MacBook, or, you know, let's, let me pull out my iPad. Uh, it feels good to step into a room sometimes and be the guy that's like a, like an oil lawyer out in Houston who started his practice in the the mid to early eighties, uh, where everything you do is pen and paper. Uh, it's so much harder to track. It's so much harder to, uh, find what you were writing previously, but for, for some of what you write, according to some research, you know, it stays in your head more. Yeah. It's more fun to write though. I, I guess, Jack, I know, I know you have opinions here. Well, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think my only opinion is, I mean, has there ever been a bigger fraud ever than the guys and gals who would have those little pens that could erase growing up? I mean, pick a side. You can't, you can't have both in this <laughs> world. It's some bullshit. That is some bullshit. And honestly, fuck pencils. I was never a pencil person ever in my life. Not mechanical, not regular. I was strictly Pilot G2s. I'm going to have to try one of those new Sharpies out, Caps, because that sounds nice. Because the regular Sharpie pens, the felt on them, it just Mm -hmm. makes this weird texture against my loose leaf. I don't (laughs) like that. But I do like the idea of being the guy that clicks. You know, when he's in a meeting, mm, oh, I like what you just said. I'm going to write that one down. Yes, that right there. That's that's a power play, you know. Then you're letting other people know, I'm paying attention. I'm listening. When in reality, once I hit that click, I'm just going to add to my doodle. Like that's really all I'm going to do. Um, but no, I love that. That's great. And I'm thankful for you guys. Uh, this has been fun. We'll have to do another Rent Money and Pop-Up Pod crossover here soon when we're approaching maybe college football playoffs or some bowl games. Um, but real quick before we get out of here, I know you guys are going to talk about it on the pod tomorrow. Does anybody know the Iowa line off the top of their head and how many units do I need to put on us? The total is at 26 and a half. I do know that. Get the it's, fuck it's, out of here. Nebraska's favored by two and a half. This it, can't be right. It's it's in Memorial uh, and we're, I mean. Who we gives just, a fuck? We have no Cooper. What? We have neither of our top two tight ends. Adam, we have no Adam starting quarterback. Don't care. I don't hate the Hawkeyes. I just, I'm I speaking Vegas to you I'm, right now. I am hammering this right now. Vegas, Jesus Christ! This is why the line is where it is. Matt Rule just lathering Brian Ferentz up all week too. He's like, I actually thought about hiring him when I was with Carolina, and I think he's a great coach, and I really like the cut of his jib. Um, you you know that's got fucking Brian 
blushing and he's going to be half chubbed the whole game and we'd be lucky to score three points. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. Uh, off the line, Matt Rule could not hang with Brian Ferentz. <laughs> In what fashion? Off the- Dude, they're both going to grab each other's tits and Brian can grab them harder. <laughs> they both do have a nice set of man tits. They do. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening um, to the Man Tit Podcast. We appreciate you. <laughs> Everybody have a great Thanksgiving. You'll be hearing from Bordy and I again on Friday. We'll be breaking down the rest of the NFL slate, and you'll probably be hearing from Caption Turner somewhere around that time. Maybe Thursday night is when we'll release it. We'll figure it out. Um, they're still trying to disclose the recording time. You know, it's hard to book, book Turner when he's back for a weekend. He's um he's a hard get. That's why we only got him for half of this pod. He's a busy man running around in his new coat, which looks really good, Turner. Love your new coat. <laughs> Big, full head of hair. Looking great. Uh, but thank you, guys. I love you guys. We love everybody that listens. We're very thankful for our listeners. And we'll see you guys on the other side. Peace out. Oh, and tell your bookie we say hi, pussies. Hi, pussies.